0: This episode of the Locked On NBA Big War Podcast, it is all about Isaiah Collier. Me and my brother James, we're dedicating this episode to Isaiah Collier, a guy that some people think could be the number one pick in the 2024 NBA draft. James and I are going to share our opinions, our thoughts on Collier's game, why he'll succeed, and if he doesn't succeed, what are the reasons that could prevent him from maximizing his potential? This is an episode you will not want to miss. Stay tuned. Big, big shout out to each and every person that has made the locked on NBA Big Board Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Rafael Barlow, the director of scouting for NBA Big Board. To my left on the YouTube is my brother James Barlow. Once again, big shout out to each and every person that has supported this podcast. If you are everydayer, then you are familiar with our sponsor for today, which is FanDuel. FanDuel, you can make every moment more. And right now, if you are a new customer, if you're a new customer, you can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet, any winning $5 money line bet, that's 150 bucks if your team wins. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. All right, James. Isaiah Collier. He's Talk a guy that we, we've talked a little bit about in previous episodes. He's someone that's name is in the conversation to be the top pick in the 2024 draft. This draft class is wide open. I don't think anyone has really like solidified themselves as the top pick in this draft. I still think it's open. You hear Alexander Saar. You hear, you hear Collier's name up there. Some people still think Ryan Holland. Some people think Matas Bazoulis or Maras. I I keep getting that T. Matas Bazoulis is up there even though he has yet to play a game. But let's talk about Collier. And we'll we'll do full episodes on those guys. Let's talk about what you like about Isaiah Collier. I like his
1: aggressiveness. He's he's an alpha for sure. I like how he's constantly putting pressure on the defense. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that it looks like his shooting has improved or he is continuing to improve yep. as a shooter off the bounce in particular. Uh, he's not hesitating on his catch-and-shoot threes. There, there is a lot to like about Isaiah Kyrie but I do have my concerns.
0: So let's, let's continue about the shooting. Okay. Small sample size, but he's shooting 41% from three, okay. 52.9% from the floor. All right. He's averaging 18.2 points, four assists, 3.2 turnovers. Coming into the season... 3.2 turnovers? No, I'm sorry. 3.2 <laughs> rebounds. Yeah, we'll get day to day. the turnovers. The turnovers are bad. 5.3 turnovers, but we'll, we'll get to that. The shooting was my biggest concern coming into the year. And I have mentioned, if you're every day or you've probably heard me talk about this, but I mentioned that I watched him at Impact in, in Las Vegas. I watched him shoot, and it was just catching shoots, but it was, he had a rebounder and a passer, five spots. He's just shooting nothing but threes. It was early in the morning. So I give him props for getting up early in the morning in Las Vegas, but I was counting and I was like, He's not making a lot of them at a consistent basis. So as a guy that has done skills training with NBA, EuroLeague players, I always divide the number in two. So if we're shooting 10 threes from five spots on the floor, that's fifty threes. threes. So we do around the world. You know, you got the, the corner, you got the slot, top, slot, corner, come back around, 100 threes. So I always say if a guy makes 80 out of 100, If you cut that in half, then you probably got a 40% shooter. If a guy makes 70, 35, so on. I didn't keep track officially, but I remember thinking like this dude is making like 3 out of 10 each spot. So I was really, really concerned about his outside shooting. But so far, he shot the ball well. He shot the ball well. One of the things I I will say I do like about Collier, other than the fact that he is aggressive, I think he's a leader. I think he's someone that you never have to question his impact. Like, there's a couple guys in this draft that were highly touted. But there's moments on the floor where you don't... is, is, Is he there? Like, well, Isaiah Collier, you know he's impacting the game. You know that he's an alpha. He's a dog. He's a leader. His aggressiveness... It's always on full display. and Sometimes it's it gets him into a lot of trouble. But one thing that is very interesting. Let me know if this stands out to you. We have a guy that is aggressive. Okay. He's an aggressive downhill driver and slasher, but he doesn't take bad shots. Like usually, when a guy is like super aggressive, you think of like wild shots. When you think of a guy that's really confident. And likes to score, you think of questionable shot selection sometimes. Isaiah Kyer doesn't have questionable shot selection. He's he's efficient.
1: Let me push back on that. So far. So while you may not be getting wild shots, you're getting wild passes from him. So it kind of works hand in hand. Some people believe a bad shot is a turnover. Well, a turnover is a turnover, obviously. So um, while he is super aggressive and he's always putting pressure on the defense, and he's getting downhill. He may not necessarily take a bad shot, but he will try to force uh, square pay into a round hole, as the saying goes. So, Yeah. Um, but again. That's fair. That's valid. Yeah, the shooting is, is checking out. I need to dig deeper into his off-the-dribble splits. I don't have those in front of me right now. But just eye tests, efficiency, even from three-point line, like you'll take that and you'll say that he's going to, I guess, you know, if he keeps the trend up, it's something that can trend upward at the next level, too.
0: Yeah, if you just look at his games. So he had a game where he was 7 of 9 from the floor, which was his first game. He's 6 of 11. He had one game where he was 6 of 18, where he was inefficient, but he got to the foul line 13 times. So that cleans it up. He had an 8 of 14 game, 5 of 8 game, 4 of 8 game. So the shot selection is good. If you take away that 6 for 18 game, he might be shooting 55, 56% from the floor. Mm -hmm. Now, the threes, it's not a high volume of attempts. The most he's ever taken in a game was 5, but he made 3 out of 5 that game. So he has a game where he's 1 for 3, 1 for 2, 0 for 2 three for five, one for two, one for three. So he's shooting the ball. The, the rate isn't crazy high, but it's not like he's going zero for one every game. He
1: doesn't to me project as a high volume three point shooter anyway. No,
0: but. he doesn't. But I like the fact that he's taking them yes. and he's making them at a high clip. Can he sustain it? That's, I don't wanna say it's the million dollar question. I guess what's the difference between the number one pick and the number four pick? It could be eight mm-hmm. million dollar question. 40, mm-hmm. But he's getting to the foul line. I love that. I mean, which was expected because he right. is aggressive. So I do like that he is a guy that can score, but he's not taking a a high volume of shots to get his 18 points. In the one game that he was inefficient shooting, he got to the foul line 13 times. So I I do like that about him. What about his passing? And and this is just, you know, what we like about him. What do you think about him as a passer?
1: Well, again, with him being a downhill guy, like he does hit the – the the dunker spot guy like he he will find that guy he also he passes the ball up the court too which is kind of an unappreciated uh passing ability yep so like um yeah he he does things like like that and then like I said getting downhill he sees the guy for the the easy dump off and like I've seen him uh, there was a play where he he does accept traps very well when they double team him out to half court and then he'll hit the live guy or hit a, a corner. Skip guys, So, like, the passing ability is there. And just for the fact that he's a downhill point guard, he's always going to be able to have those passing opportunities to dunkers or corner guys, especially corner guys at the next level because the floor will be more spaced out.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, one of the things that forgot to mention was his size. I mean, I've seen him listed at 6'4", 205. I've seen 6'5", 210. He is, I mean, he's a football player. He looks like a football I mean, just broad shoulders, strong, thick frame. He's a good athlete, not like a phenomenal above-the-rim athlete, but he has a different level of burst and speed. Like, he'll turn a long rebound into a personal fast break. He's a fast break wanting to happen. He's not Tyrese Maxey, but you know, like, Tyrese is not like... Tyrese is quick. But Tyrese has a burst. Like, he has this burst that's different. Like, I can't describe it, and I think Isaiah Collier has has a nice burst where he can just, I mean, he, he can take off. I mean, he's not like Rob Dillingham, just jitterbug quick. It's just mm-hmm. a powerful, I mean, it's like a running back hitting the hole. That's kind of like the best way to describe or maybe like a kick returner that has a quick burst that can, once he gets a full head of steam, he's tough to stop.
1: Is it fair to say he has... Maybe not full John Wall speed, but he has John Wall light speed in transition.
0: I mean, I, I could I could see that, just not as explosive. Where he's like dunk John it Wall on, gets to his spots. John dunk Wall is, with the left, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> righty, but he had a lot of juice in that right leg. We can yeah. dunk with his left. All right, when we return, we're gonna talk more about Isaiah Collier. But we're going to talk about his draft range okay. and we're going to talk about what team or teams would be a good fit for the USC point guard. Stay tuned. As the weather gets colder, so does the offers at FanDuel. The offers at FanDuel stay hot. And right now if you are a new customer, if you are a new customer, you can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That is 150 bucks if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, the time to do it is right now. Not now, but right now. And the app is very easy to use and has a wide range of betting options from spreads, player props, overs, unders, and more. So go to fanduel.com slash locked on and you can win $150 in bonus bets. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL and locked on. Locked On has launched the first ever, the first ever national sports 24-7 channel on YouTube, Locked On Sports Today. You got to subscribe. Please subscribe after you subscribe to Locked On NBA Big Board if you have not subscribed here. But subscribe to Locked On Sports Today. It is 24-7 and it is covering the sports stories from your local team. So all of the local experts from the Locked On Network, along with our national shows, covering every league. So check it out, Locked On Sports Today. It is streaming on YouTube. So subscribe for the first ever, the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. Our second segment, we start off the first segment talking about Isaiah Collier, what we like about him, his strengths and and his improved shooting. But now I wanna talk about his draft range and what team or teams would be the ideal fit for him. Because when I look at this 2024 draft, I'm being honest. I'm looking at this draft. I'm looking at NBA teams' rosters, and I'm looking like, hey, I don't know where some of these guys are going to play. I don't know if some of these guys are going to see the court immediately. We've seen, and we talked about in the last episode, we've seen guys that were selected in the lottery that have already been, I don't want to say sent to the G League because that sounds, there's like a negative connotation to it, but they're playing in the G League. I think Collier... Depending on where he goes, and I'm just being real, depending on where he goes, he could either be a 28-minute guy or a backup point guard that may be seeing time in the G League. Because the way these draft classes are going now, I when mean, we look at the situation in Orlando, you got a year, maybe two years to show something or hey, the replacement <laughs> yeah. is on the way. So. Where is Isaiah Kyer? What is his draft range in your opinion? Like right now, I have him at number two. I think two, no later than three. Uh,
1: but again, I don't think, okay, if we the, 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 we scramble the ping pong balls mm-hmm. and the bottom three teams are San Antonio, Washington, and Detroit. Detroit. Detroit point guard minutes might be hard to come by because they're still trying to figure out what to do, and they are definitely not in position to be drafted by position. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to take the best player available. So uh, San Antonio, I, you got to think he starts right away in San Antonio, right? Obviously, you can't. They can't keep getting away with this crime that they have going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Washington, Tyus is a good backup. And he does not need to be starting for the worst team in the NBA. Like, he needs to be in the situation he was similarly in in Memphis. Memphis. So you can't think that he's going to stay there for too long. I personally don't see, uh, unless he lands in Detroit, I don't see an opportunity where he is sent or is fighting for minutes unless he just plays badly. Now, you got to think, I personally think Chicago is on their way to blowing it up. There's minutes everywhere in Chicago once they blow it up because they don't. They're not married to anybody at any position. Yep. So um, I feel like those opportunities. He he isn't the person that I am particularly worried about getting minutes. But there's only like him and like one other person. Everybody else.
0: Well, I mean, like if like let's say you know I'm gonna do I'm on tankathon right right, now. Shout out to
1: tank-a-thon. I'm gonna mess around
0: and do a sim lottery. All right. All right. If. The way this works out, I mean, ideal. Portland has the number one pick. San Antonio has number two. Chicago has number three. Portland. So, if that pans out, Portland one, San Antonio two, Chicago three, Charlotte four, he's in a good spot if he goes two or three. Portland. And I'm talking Portland at number
1: one. I know, but I'm... Okay, but some people think he could go number one.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I I, I think if... The Blazers have the number one pick. I think, what, 100% sure they're going to go with Alex Saar.
1: So you draft another big after you just traded for... Well, I mean, I think you you move.
0: You you move. I mean, you try to play Saar and Aiton together. Yeah, because Jeremy Grant's not going to be there. Jeremy Grant's not going to be there. I don't know. Somebody got to take on that salary. So, yeah, if it happens that way, that makes sense. Because, in my opinion, the best fits for Isaiah Collier, or if I'm Isaiah Collier, or his agency, I'm like, look, I want to go to San Antonio you're going to be on TV playing with Victor. So you got the easiest you job got, in the world. And, and you, I mean, it's just a good situation for him on and off the court. Correct. Chicago, big city. They're probably going to tear it down. You'll you have the keys. You, you'll be the guy that, I mean, there is some pressure in having the keys to the franchise. Chicago's the third largest It's the third one. largest city. Great city, great city. But then you're like, dang, Levine is really good. DeRozan's good. I mean, and they couldn't really make it happen. So, but I will say, Chicago would be a good fit. Charlotte Mm-mm. wouldn't be a good fit unless Lamelo says, hey, I, I want out. Which some people think that he eventually is going to try to force his way to. I don't like that To, talk. to a, a bigger market. Washington and fall, and, and this is just a, a tankathon sim. Washington falls to number six, and that would that would be a spot that I would like to see Isaiah collar. Memphis, I don't know if you're Memphis. I'm not doing it. I mean, I, I might do it as as insurance because
1: nah. Here's the thing: if he can't get his act right after this 25 game stint, this 25 game bid he's serving right now, that man is hopeless.
0: He's talking about. John Morant I don't even know if it's <laughs> that I mean I just wonder like How is the chemistry Around The team Because the team is bad I, They're like 3 and 13 And I wonder Marcus. Are guys in the locker room Looking like Marcus Smart cussed everybody out The other day Yeah too. man if you would have been You know what I mean Like if you wouldn't have been and now We wouldn't be in this That's predicament. very true And then I wonder Are they looking at the front office Like Hey The signs were there I mean that's We, we don't, we don't want to get into that So in your if you had the them, it's fit who's your number 1 fit for Isaiah Collier?
1: San Antonio. 2. Washington.
0: You'll take Washington over Chicago?
1: Yes. Chicago no disrespect is a poorly ran well Washington is too. Well but no but the but Chicago Washington
0: the, is new. This is a brand new front okay, office. Okay, all right. They that's fair. They haven't fair. even been on the job yet. But a year. the
1: okay, there there is the Chicago uh, cupboard is bare. Like Patrick Williams is the only guy there, and I I still believe in Patrick Williams, just not in that role that they have him playing that. And you see what Larry doing. He left Chicago. Uh, but Larry was good in Chicago. He was, he was good, good in Chicago. I feel like Patrick Williams. There's still some hope there. His splits aren't particularly good right now. But like once they clean house in Chicago, who is the young guy that they
0: have that you're looking forward to playing with? Yeah, it's funny. Like, I mean, we we have sponsors like Prize Picks and FanDuel. If the Chicago wipes the slate clean and Isaiah Collier is the guy, he's going to be someone that is going to be very valued in fantasy basketball. Of course, because he's going to get a lot a, of minutes right. and a lot of opportunities. Just who is he passing to? Yeah, exactly. And in
1: Washington, I mean, if whatever they got going on with Poole, I don't know if Kuzma's going to be there long-term, but, like, that cover could be bare, too. So it's like, I guess you could say Chicago and Washington are about the same. But I think Chicago, Chicago has to make that move happen first before they get there. All move right. blowing it up.
0: All right. When we return, we're going to discuss if Isaiah Collier doesn't maximize his potential in the NBA – what would be the reasons behind it? What are our concerns that could be long-term issues? Stay tuned. Let's talk about prize picks. Why? Because prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you're doing is picking two to six players and you're picking against the projected numbers. You're not playing against anyone unless you want to. But what prize picks does that's a little bit different they actually have a couple of things that i really like but they have a specials league and it is a league created where you can combine two different sports so for example you can pick lebron james and travis kelsey for a combined number of 10.5 that is a combination of 10.5 three pointers made and receptions or if you want to play against someone you can actually play against meek mill and what we have, what they call the Community Plays, and it is a promo on the app, so you can play against some other big names in the Prize Pick Community Plays app, but you have to go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA, and it has to be lowercase, prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA, and if you go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA, again in lowercase, you can get a first deposit match up to $100. All right, wrapping up this last segment. And the question I have for for James is, if Isaiah Collier does not maximize his potential, what would be the reason? And we're talking strictly basketball, not injuries, not... I mean, we talked about John Morant, not off-the-court stuff, just strictly basketball, like... I'm trying I'm trying to think of an example. All right, I, I give you an example. Um, I guess I thought I had one. All right, let's say Andrew Wiggins, for example. Wiggins was a top pick in 2014. Some people thought he was going to be a star. No, no, you know, what? I got a better one. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons was an all- star. He was a guy that was all defense. But Ben Simmons didn't maximize his full potential because he never came close to developing a jump shot. He was good. He was fine without it. He was going to be an all-star. Man, hold on, though. Even without the jump shot, he didn't
1: have an offensive bag to put pressure on the rim at all times. I mean, he could have put
0: pressure on the rim.
1: I saw Aaron Baines lock
0: him up. But if he... If he had the mentality to put pressure on the rim on, like, straight line drives or even just all the time in transition, he could have got to the rim and drew some rim
1: pressure. I feel like all of his stuff was in transition. In the half court, like, his handle wasn't tight enough. To, to do what he...
0: He just needed a screen to go straight. and he, But again,
1: uh, what, what, what's, what are we screening for? Like, Ben Simmons, I'm still packing the paint.
0: I know, but I'm saying, if he had the... I think two things prevented him from maximizing his potential. Which I said, I'm not a Ben Simmons guy, but he was good. Two things. One, he never developed a jump shot or tried to, or even a floater or anything like that. And two, between his ears, he never had the mentality to where, all right... You're going to guard me with Kyle Lowry. I'm going to punish him. Here's the thing. Or any
1: small guard. My thing is, it was a skill thing, too. So, like, not the same player, right? Zion has shot one shot outside of the paint. Zion gets whatever he wants. Not because he's just... Yes, he is a refrigerator that moves like a ballerina, but he has handles. He has the skill and the touch around the basket to get whatever he wants
0: Whenever he wants, however he wants to, but it's between the ears, it's, it's he's aggressive. Giannis doesn't have a jump shot, and he don't have a bag. Nah, Giannis has a bag. He's got handles.
1: Yeah, he's a, man. Giannis is going to drive.
0: A, you close that pack. He's going to retreat, man, look, dribble. Look, here's <laughs> the thing.
1: Gonna, he got. He has handles, and you know what? His his motor is like.
0: Look, we can run into each other the whole night. I'm outlast you. Yeah. So but, anyway, with that being said, like. I feel like if Ben Simmons, and we're just saying skill-wise, developed a jump shot, he could have maximized his potential a little bit more. So with And maybe that's a bad example. If Isaiah Collier, what is it that could prevent him from maximizing his potential?
1: If Isaiah Collier is just an average playmaker then I think that cuts down, especially depending on where he gets drafted at. Mm -hmm. I think that limits his upside. Now, do you need to be a great playmaker if you play next to Wimbyama? Probably not. You just need to be able to make a pocket pass here and there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, And kick it ahead, make a post-entry pass when Wimbyama starts to post up. Like That job is easy. But if you go to Chicago, that job is not going to be easy. And right now... The biggest, My biggest disappointment with Collier, it has been his playmaking. And it isn't just, like, the high turnovers. I just feel like right now he gets locked in on the role, man. I can't recall too many times where he's made a skip pass. Like, I don't see advanced reads from him right now. And the NBA at the point guard position Mm -hmm. is as much about advanced reads as it is. Unless you're Westbrook. Unless you're Westbrook. But, again, Westbrook could get away with only hitting the role, man, because he was averaging thirty. Yeah. And you see now that that scoring number has gone down, like him only hitting the road man, those turnovers are still there, and the shooting, you know, like he's not getting away with it because, you know, he's ageing, he's 35, I get it. But Collier, to me, looks like an average playmaker right now. And that's been kind of a disappointment because I thought he would be a better playmaker. I was more impressed with his pace at the high school level than I Mm -hmm. am now. A lot of these offensive fouls that he – is getting is because he's just moving way too fast. Yeah. And you know, college basketball is charge heavy anyway. Everything's a charge in, uh, in uh, college basketball. But to me, if he's an average passer, if I draft an average passer who doesn't grade out to be a 25 point per game score at two, one, two, three, mm-hmm. that is kind of a disappointment to me.
0: I think that if he. Doesn't become a consistent shooter, which, again, he's done a good job of addressing the concerns of the shooter. I think the areas that could prevent him from maximizing his potential would be, one, if he doesn't add some pace to his game. Like, he needs to find out how to balance being aggressive and being assertive, but also playing with pace. I think a lot of his turnovers, which he's averaging five turnovers per game. Yes. Is because he doesn't play with pace. It's just one speed only, and I think because he doesn't have great pace, it's going to impact his ability to pull up and shoot pull up jumpers. Even though he's made some, but he's going to pick up a lot of charges, which he which he's done. And then he has a tendency to where I don't know if he's reading the second line of defense of defenses right now. He's going straight to the rack, and when he gets to the rack, he gets in trouble. Because he's not like an above-the-rim finisher. Right. And when he gets in trouble, then he kind of throws it out. I imagine teams' game plan are, hey, we know he's aggressive, but if we can get him to drive and force him into the paint to where he has to score or pass out against length, yeah. then he's going to turn the ball over. Because he doesn't have – I haven't seen any floaters. I've just seen layups through contact – Power, But I do think that he just needs to add some pace to his game Because worst case scenario for Isaiah Collier is He doesn't develop pace The shooting numbers come back to about where we projected them to be mm-hmm. And then he's not a dynamic playmaker Then what do you have? Eric Bledsoe? I mean, peak Eric Bledsoe was like, what, 18 and... Five or eighteen and six, peak Eric Bledsoe. I mean I can say it now. I didn't want to say it last year because I didn't want to be aggregated for the wrong reasons and Scoot was Eric Bledsoe made some money. Eric Bledsoe made some money. I remember like the first contract, the big one was like seventy, but I remember talking to an NBA scout last year and he was at a Ignite game and he texted me and he was like, Scoot is Eric Bledsoe. This is all I see is Eric Bledsoe. He's not the dude that everyone thinks he is. Yeah, I mean, when you compare a guy that some people are saying is could be the number one pick in any other draft to Eric Bledsoe, it's going to immediately draw some attention. I don't want people to think that I was using that as... I mean, like, I, I don't know. know—I'm, I, I guess technically I'm in the media, but I'm not like a media dude. I'm not, like, thirsty for aggregation off of wild comments that people tell me, but some people tell me that to be part of the media... It's my job to, you know, report what is being said. But anyway. Eric Bledsoe averaged 20
1: and 6 and 4 in Phoenix.
0: Yeah, I mean, he has And that really
1: Phoenix team was with two other guards. Yep. And they were like a good. I mean, there's no shame in being Eric. You can't think of Eric Bledsoe who was kind of killing Milwaukee's buzz, and that was the only but Eric as a, Bledsoe. But
0: if you're selected one, two, or three. Of course. You know, you, a lot of times you're expected to be a multi-time all-star, or franchise player, which, True. you know, and, and, just, and I think sometimes just depending on your draft, There's it's kind of unfair because if it's not a strong draft class and you're number one, it's kind of, you know, you, you probably wouldn't have been number one in a stronger class. But anyway, those are my concerns or, or reasons why if Collier doesn't Maximizes potential if he selected one or two and doesn't live up to the expectations. I think it would be the the lack of pace. the shooting regresses to to about you know it becomes what we thought it was or, or maybe it's just a hot streak right now, and the passing does not translate. but if you would have told me two months ago Isaiah Coller would be shooting forty one percent from three and would look like. A decent playmaker, I'd have been like, "You're crazy." That's
1: that's fair because you'd have thought the, those attributes would have been flipped. Definitely, yeah. He had a play. Ah, I can't forget the team. I can't remember the team. It was one of the teams that they played in blue. Maybe it was a team that they lost to, it, Riverside. He came off of a step-up screen, and the pocket pass was there, and he went baseline instead. Kept it two dribbles. Had picked up his dribble in that short corner. And I believe he turned the ball over or tried to force it into the middle. Like those are the plays that he has to make. Yeah. Because in the NBA, your big man can play, or you've been you've bent the defense enough where if you have a, a big man that can pass, or let's say you end up in San Antonio, right? When mm-hmm. Biami can dunk that ball from where you ever you just passed. Yeah. To. Or if he's not dunking it, he's gonna develop it into the playmaker. He can hit that guy in the corner. Mm-hmm. So like. Those are the reads. I want to see advanced reads from him. Like, keep the defense honest because right now, when he comes off that screen, screen, excuse me, everybody just runs to the paint, high hands, and unfortunately, he's trying to throw bullet passes to his big man, who's yeah. as close as me and
0: you are right now. He's firing it in on short distances. You know, I like finger you, breakers. You, you hear that? You know, like you hear about Luka Doncic. You're like, you know what? You can't speed him up. Right, And that's like one of the best attributes I believe a point guard can have Or things you can say about a point guard is He has great pace You can't speed him up And I think with Collier Because he wants to play And, and affect the tempo of the game I think you can speed him up So I think he's going to have to Like I said earlier Find a way to balance out Being aggressive and assertive And, and creating the tempo of the game But at the same time Having the pace to where you the game slows down where you can make some of those reads because you're not going as fast. Right. It's the opposite of Carlton Bubb Carrington. Doesn't have the same speed or burst, but because he's playing at at a pace, he's seeing things develop and he's able to get to his pull up jump. You just gotta you have to make the defense respect
1: everybody on the court when you're a point guard. Yep. And right now it just looks like it's just that one guy he's trying to hit and because of that, maybe you, you don't get to see the finishing ability or you know, some of the plays that you want him to, to make because he's just lock, he's like the quarterback that's locked in on his number one read
0: right now. And if I'm Isaiah Collier and his representation, I'm praying, Send me to San Antonio. Yeah, I want to play with Victor, I'm gonna be on TV, and maybe I can learn from Tony Parker. In Manu Janome, because Parker was fast, but he also had pace. Right. He wasn't a dynamic passer, but he got to his floater. Oh, yeah. And that was his bread and butter. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast. Once again, thank you for listening. Once again, thank you for subscribing to our YouTube channel if you're not subscribed. This is Rafael Barlow, along with my brother James, and we are...